And here I was thinking that not much new information is going to come out. It's just going to be the by the numbers press conference. I was wrong. I was so, so wrong. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Well, we went months without hearing anything from Aaron Rodgers, and he just unloaded everything grassy. And today, we are going to attempt to break down what was an absolute insane day for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Now, we have talked about Aaron Rodgers a lot in the past few days. We talked about Devontae Adams before the weekend happened, and now this is just kind of snowballed into Aaron Rodgers coming back, and we were joyous, and we had a celebration stream. He reported to camp. Everybody was happy, and today was his first opportunity to actually speak to the press following the first practice, and boy, oh boy, did that man get a lot off of his chest. And I do recommend that you go and watch it. It is over 31 minutes long. It is a lengthy presser, but there is a ton of clickbait out there. There is a ton of misquotes that are going on out there. A lot of people are really upset about this quote going around about how no one really wants to go to Green Bay and Aaron said it's not a vacation spot. But in the context of the actual quote, it makes a whole lot more sense and it's not necessarily a negative thing. And it's also something that has been written about in a ton of different sports books before, but we'll get to that. But basically what this episode is going to try to do is it's going to break down and summarize Everything that Aaron brought up, everything that he talked about, kind of breaking down his grievances with the team, if they're valid, you know, how would the team respond to this? Is this something that could actually change in the future, or is this the last dance? In addition, we'll touch on what Devontae Adams said in his press conference, and of course, Randall Cobb reuniting with the Green Bay Packers. So the way that this entire press conference began is Tom Pelissaro literally turned to Aaron Rodgers and was like, hey bud! What's this all been about? And that turned into a four-page transcript of Aaron Rodgers giving a very candid and detailed account of everything that had happened since this past February. And he kind of left no stone unturned. And so to kind of like walk through this with you, the way that I'm going to do it is I'm just going to go point by point as he addressed them in the press conference. So if you want to use this as a guide to watch the press conference and then pause the video and go back here, or if you just want to watch this, I'm just going to kind of give you the, the play by play here. Good? Good. So the first thing that he brought up was saying that this did not begin on draft day. Everybody knows that Adam Schefter released this information on draft day and... It was the assumption of many, including myself, that there, oh my goodness, there was a breaking point in which now Adam Schefter is reporting, but Adam Schefter then kind of backpedaled a little bit after that, basically saying it was a culmination of information, and he was just like, well, it's going to get out there at some point, so he just so happened to release it on draft day. But Aaron Rodgers was very clear in saying this is not something that began on draft day, and instead really started after this season ended, which was interesting because it didn't really start with Jordan Love getting drafted. Jordan Love was mentioned in here, but 
as he has kind of cleared up multiple times, it's not necessarily about the drafting of Jordan Love. It's more about how Aaron Rodgers has been treated. And on top of that, kind of how other players who have left the franchise, how they have been treated walking out the door. And so the overall theme of this entire conversation would basically be that Aaron Rodgers wants to be more involved in conversations that, according to him, directly affect his job. Meaning the people. When he went on ESPN and was talking about it's the people that make the things go, he's basically saying the only way that the Green Bay Packers or any franchise wins football games and wins championships is the people. And so because of that, he would like to have a say, not a final say, he was very clear about that, but he would like to have a say in those conversations. For example, on personnel, he doesn't need to say like, oh no, you can't cut that person, but at least give him an opportunity to vouch for the person or to basically say, hey, you know, here's something that you might not have thought about because I have a perspective of being in this organization for now 17 seasons and, you know, I'm also the leader of the team, so maybe I can provide some different perspective that you weren't thinking about. He then brings up a point that was brought up by James Jones earlier this offseason, and we did an entire video on this that basically this was the most revealing part of this Aaron Rodgers saga when we really were kind of getting radio silence from him. And he brought up the fact that you had outgoing veterans from the Packers who were basically treated poorly, either lowballed with contracts, not offered contracts, and or disrespected. And we talked about this for a guy like Clay Matthews and how he felt that he was blindsided. They didn't even want him on the team anymore. And yes, they brought in free agents and they were basically moving on from him. But Aaron Rodgers basically said, hey, like Clay Matthews is a guy who did a lot for your organization, a lot for your franchise, helped you win a Super Bowl. He at least deserves like some courtesy and respect, even though that this is a brutal business. He listed off a number of players, talking about Charles Woodson, you had Jordy Nelson, you had Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, you had John Kuhn, Brett Goody, you had TJ Lang, you had Brian Bulaga, Casey Hayward, and Micah Hyde. Basically saying, listen, they were either disrespected, mishandled, or they could have stayed on the organization, or they could have stayed on the team and potentially helped contribute to a winning season. And I'm going to jump ahead for a hot second, because while he was talking about this point, later in the press conference, Tom Silverstein actually asked a fantastic question and basically said, like, listen, Aaron, why would you want to be involved with this personnel stuff? Because one, that's kind of not your job, but two... The fact that like you would have been wrong about a lot of these guys on the list because they went off away from Green Bay and didn't have productive seasons once they left. And to Tom Silverstein's credit, he is right for a bunch of these people. However, you look at a Charles Woodson or a Micah Hyde or a Casey Hayward in which it's the opposite. And I think the point is here is that Aaron Rodgers is not saying, hey, I basically get to decide who's on the team and who's not. He never said that, and he flat out said that he doesn't get final say. He just wants to be involved with these conversations that directly impact him, right? Because he mentioned Jordy Nelson, for example. Jordy Nelson goes on with the Raiders, has a pretty good season, right? Doesn't really last too long in Oakland at that point. But he basically says, yeah, that's how he did in Oakland. It's a totally different scenario with Jordy Nelson catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. Because if you recall, Jordy Nelson was trying to catch a whole bunch of 
passes from Brett Huntley for a while and then not so much. So basically, Roger was saying you kind of really can't compare apples to apples here because, yes, that's how he did on the Raiders. How would he have done another year? And of course, this is all hypothetical. And again, the point is Aaron Rodgers just wants a seat at the table to at least have a minuscule amount of influence and or just to have his voice heard when it comes to this kind of stuff. Now, following that conversation in February, things started to evolve from there because Aaron Rodgers basically saw himself as a lame duck quarterback. And this goes back to the drafting of Jordan Love, in which it, again, as soon as he was drafted, everyone looked at the end of the 2021 season as the Packers potentially moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And so Rodgers was looking at this and was like, okay, well, maybe I just won MVP. Maybe there'll be an extension. Maybe there'll be some restructuring that will go on a commitment to me that I'll actually be here past 2021. Because if you recall, the Packers said numerous times during the offseason that we are committed to Aaron Rodgers for 2021 and beyond. And Rodgers like, all right, well, maybe we're going to get some money out of this. Or at the very least, some security that they're not just going to ditch him after this upcoming season. Unfortunately, this never happened until later in May after the draft and all of this news broke. And then the Packers front office went to Aaron Rodgers like, oh, well, no, now we'll give you an extension. Now we'll give you a contract. And he and Rodgers at this point basically used an analogy saying like with the media, like you do a really good job, you write a really good story, you go to your boss and you're like, hey, like, you know, can I get a raise or can I get some job security? And they're like, ah, we'll think about it. And then they'd come back and they're like, well, we have another job offer. And they're like, oh, well, now we love you. Now we love you. So Rodgers is basically saying like it wasn't genuine and it was a little bit like too little too late because he was willing to have these conversations and the Packers didn't really seem interested. Then this entire story broke. And so then all of a sudden they come a call and saying like, yeah, now we'll give you money. Now we'll give you an extension. And Rodgers is like, where were you a couple months ago? And another addition to this conversation that he was having with the front office was Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers would like to be viewed or utilized in some way, shape, or form as a recruiter. Basically saying that he has a unique perspective on players within the league, conversations that he has, friends that he's made, and basically said that people want to come to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers because they know that they can win a championship. And he directly called out Preston Smith. He said, hey, Preston Smith was willing to take a pay cut to come and play for the Packers because he knew that he would have a great chance of going to the Super Bowl. And again, he followed this up by saying, listen, I've been in this building for 17 seasons. I think that I, you know, can help out the organization and I deserve a little bit of that. And he's made it very clear. He's not asking for anything more than any other great quarterback in the league is already getting or has gotten in the past. And then backing up a little bit, if you go back to March, Rogers basically said, okay, if you can't guarantee me past 2021 and you're going to move on, well, then let's just do this right now. Because if you're not going to give me the opportunity to recruit, if you're not going to give me a say in these conversations, then what are we doing here? And it was at this point in the press conference that Aaron Rodgers revealed that he genuinely considered retirement at some points during the offseason. He had spoken to a number of veterans already about, you know, leaving the franchise and all that great stuff, really doing his homework so he'd have all this information to present to the Packers. 
But on top of that, he also talked to a lot of retired players and tried to get into that mindset of like, okay, do I really want this? Do I want to retire? You know, what would that be like for me, et cetera. And thankfully for us, he's still incredibly competitive. And as things got closer and closer and conversations with the Packers started to get a little bit better in the past couple of weeks, he still had that drive to go and compete. And as he said, he proved it last year that he can still compete at a very high level. And it was at that moment that he kind of reassured everyone that he is 100% here for this season. He was flat out asked, like, do you want to be here? And he says, I do. Like, I do want to be here. I love my coaches. I love the fans. I love my, like, the teammates. I, I love them. So, like, I want to be here. And if I'm going to be here, like, he's competitive enough that he's all in. And when asked about next season, this is where you kind of got the last dance kind of mentality because he doesn't know. He said that nothing has changed. So at this point, they're just going to look at this season and then they're going to reevaluate once the season has concluded. Because when he was asked about Randall Cobb coming in, he said he was really happy that Randall Cobb was here. Randall Cobb expressed that he wanted to finish out his career as a Packer, like Aaron did, maybe kind of sort of still does. But he's also said that like, again, that's not up to him anymore. He also brought up a big point about expiring contracts. You you look at some of the guys who are on the roster right now, and some of them are big names that are not going to be under contract next year and face some looming extensions and or are not going to be... Uh on the team anymore. A big one, of course, being Devontae Adams. And we'll talk about Devontae Adams in a little bit in his press conference. But Rodgers acknowledged this and basically said there's going to be some tough decisions that are going to have to be made. And, and we've talked about it on this channel. The Packers are in cap trouble next year. So unless there's like significant restructuring extensions that are going on, yeah, we're, we're in trouble for the cap. And so you're gonna start to see some cap casualties. Rodgers also reiterated that he was not a victim and basically said, listen, like I've had an opportunity to play here for as many years as I did. They have given me a ton of money. And he understands that it's a business, but he basically is saying, listen, all I want is to be involved in these conversations and help the organization as a whole. And again, just be listened to. Someone brought up the hiring of Matt LaFleur and Roger said, I wasn't involved in that conversation. He's like, I got a phone call and basically said, here you go. Like Matt LaFleur got hired, talk to him. And it was at this point that Roger said a really interesting quote. And he said, the organization looks at me and my job as just to play. Basically saying, you're a player, you throw the ball, that's all you do, right? Beyond that, we don't want your input. And he acknowledged that, listen, the Packers with this old school mentality have been very successful with it. But he also hinted at, listen, sometimes there's outliers. Aaron Rodgers has been in that building for a very, very long time. He goes, listen, if we're doing this off like a meritocracy, if we're doing it based on seniority, I outrank a lot of these people. So at least like use me as a resource because I have earned that the way that I have kind of held myself as a player, a teammate, a member of the community, etc. He also mentioned the cutting of Jay Kumaro. He said that, listen, he was the second best receiver in training camp and he had no say over that. And he said, just run it by me. Right. Maybe I can talk to you about it. Maybe I can kind of convince you a different thing. I can give you a different perspective. That's what he's basically asking for. Because being in those conversations reflects a sense of, hey, you're important to the organization and there's a level of respect there, according to Rodgers. And just to reiterate another point, in terms of when he said like, you know, Green Bay is not necessarily like a vacation spot. What he means by that is you have so many of these other really big cities that have this pull of like, hey, like you want to go live in Las Vegas or Los Angeles or New York or anything like that. And he's like, Green Bay doesn't really have that big market appeal in terms of players wanting to move to Green Bay and live there. 
And he says players want to come here to win championships. And Rodgers knows that and says, hey, let me be involved with the recruiting process because maybe I can convince a guy who instead of going to Las Vegas and getting all like the glitz and the glam, I can convince him to take a little bit more of a pay cut to come play with us because, hey, you're more likely to win a ring here. So as of right now, nothing has changed when asked about Brian Gutekunst, our GM, he basically dismissed rumors that he wanted him removed from the organization and described the relationship as professional, which is exactly how Goody described his relationship with Rodgers. In addition, he also dismissed the idea that he has been given the option to decide where he's going to play next year. So that was something that got leaked out a couple of days ago, and that seems to be disputed. And he also mentioned, of course, the media and the firestorm that erupted because of this, and basically said the media makes things up when they have no sources, but also said, like, listen, there was times that I could have talked about this, but I believe that the best thing to do was to do this behind closed doors. Because he said, like, I'm not going to drag an organization that I love and have, you know, given me a lot of money and opportunities. I'm not going to drag them through the mud and not have a pissing contest with them. Now, did that wind up happening? Sure, because the media kind of just like filled in the blank spaces and was like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to do this anyway. And near the tail end of his press conference, Rogers basically said that he would like to foster change within the organization, that he would like to inspire change because the Packers have a very rigid way of looking at things. And again, it has been very, very successful objectively. But he says, listen, there's some guys that come along like an Aaron Rodgers that maybe can change things a little bit and be like, you know what, maybe we tweak things. Maybe we don't do everything, you know, based off tradition. And we say, hey, maybe we should get this guy's input. And when asked if this is basically going to be his final year, he reiterated that they'll have conversations at the end of the season. He's not closing the door on anything. He's optimistic that things could change. But he also said, you know, at some point, you only can do so much. And if you're going to motivate people to make change, that has to be intrinsic. That has to come from within. So he's basically putting it all on the front office saying, if you want to make these changes, maybe we can make something work. He was also asked about any personnel decisions like, oh, like Randall Cobb being brought in, the perception is going to be that now he's going to have a say in all of that. And he said, no, like I don't expect to have any input on any of those decisions. So that was basically an overview of that entire press conference. And just to give you like my opinion on this, if you care, I feel like what Rogers is asking for, and again, too, like we also have to take this with a grain of salt because it is coming just from like one side, right? It doesn't seem like he's asking for too much. If you look at Aaron Rodgers, the body of work that he has put in, how he, what he's done for the community, what he's done for the franchise, he's won a Super Bowl with them, all of these things, right? He has seen people come and go. And again, we've talked about it on this show, the way that some of our former veterans have been treated getting out the door wasn't so great. Jordy Nelson was willing to take a pay cut to come and play with us. You had Charles Woodson, who still had some good football left in him. And on top of that, Clay Matthews, like I really didn't like that. They like kind of slammed the door on his face. And I will be very honest, I still, it doesn't sit well with me the way that Mike McCarthy was fired. Just, he has a few games left in the season. Just let him finish it out instead of getting unceremoniously fired after the Cardinals game. So I think that Rodgers definitely has a point the Green Bay Packers are definitely of that old school mentality. And again, there's nothing objectively wrong with that because it's worked for them. 
But the problem is when it starts alienating potential players and or like leaving a bad taste in players' mouths, that's when it could kind of come back and bite you. The Green Bay Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers' replacement in the 2020 NFL Draft, and Rodgers responded by going and winning an MVP. And so that threw, as he has said multiple times, a wrench in their plans and things shifted. However, from the Packers' mentality or what it seems like, things didn't really shift until all this crap hit the fan and it became a media firestorm. And that's when the extensions came in. And that's when they started saying like, oh, okay, maybe we can do this, this, and this. But at that point, Rodgers was like, well, again, like now it doesn't feel like it's genuine. So why are we going to do this? So I think that this entire press conference kind of reiterated that idea of the last dance. Again, things could shift, right? Brian Gutekunst said in his presser that winning kind of like solves everything. And I think that would get them back on track. If they win a Super Bowl, Maybe Aaron Rodgers is more willing to stay here, but it seems that Aaron Rodgers wants fundamental change to happen to the Green Bay Packers organization and the way that they deal with players and specifically the way they view him. And what he hopes for is more than just a player, but someone who could be a resource for the organization and provide a perspective that the front office just doesn't have. But this wasn't the only press conference to happen today. You also had a big presser for Devontae Adams, where, as we talked about last week, contract negotiations stalled out and stop between the Packers and Devontae Adams. And we got a very, very clear view of what Devontae Adams wanted because Devontae Adams was asked, if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay past this season, would you take a pay cut, a hometown discount to stay? And he said, no, we will not be doing that. Devontae Adams then went on to justify saying, I am the best wide receiver in this league. I want to be the highest paid wide receiver. It's simple as that. He meant to talk about like how he does such great things for the community that he outplayed his previous contract, which is 100% accurate. On top of that, he's never gotten into any trouble. He's a role model, blah, 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 blah. He's all of these things. And he says that I have earned this money. And so what this is going to come down to is he's basically telling the Packers, either you are going to pay me this money or another organization is going to. And quite honestly, he's 100% correct. Devontae Adams really doesn't have a lot to lose here because Devontae Adams is arguably the best wide receiver in the league. And so because of that, he kind of says, listen, either I'm going to go get it from somewhere else or I'm going to get it from you guys. And I know a lot of people are pushing back against this like, oh, Devontae Adams being greedy and, and stuff like that. But we talked about this when Ryan Grant and I did our show last year is that Players have a limited window in which they can make a lot of money. And after that, it's gone. And Devontae Adams has put together a body of work. And I will wholeheartedly agree, he deserves to be the highest paid wide receiver. That doesn't mean the Packers have to cater to him or that they're even able to based off of our cap space. So basically what it's going to come down to is, are the Packers willing to shift on this? Because Devontae Adams seems very, very steadfast that he is not going to budge. He mentioned the NBA, basically saying that these superstars get these mega contracts because they've earned it. He's like, it should be that simple in the NFL, but it's not. So he's basically saying, again, ball is in your court. If you would like to pay me a crap ton of money and make me the highest paid wide receiver, I will stay in Green Bay, Wisconsin. If not, no hard feelings, but I'm going to go get money. And I feel like the people who are saying like, oh, that's greedy of him. And like, you know, like that's really crappy loyalty, all that stuff. Again, Adams outplayed his previous contract and it turned out to be a, a pretty good bargain. On top of that, you can't say, well, it's a business 
when it comes to the front office, and that's why they drafted Jordan Love, and, and that's why they can't do this, that, and the other thing for Aaron Rodgers, but then also turn around and say, oh, well, Devontae Adams shouldn't try to get his money because he should have loyalty. No, it's a business from the player's perspective as well. So Devontae Adams, if he is as good as he usually is this season, he gets to dictate his market and say, hey, highest bidder, let's do it. And quite honestly, I don't blame him. So for Aaron Rodgers, it's never been about the money as he's reiterated, but for Devontae Adams, he's saying like, no, it's it's about the money, pay me. So you have two players, two star players with very different problems with the Green Bay Packers front office. I imagine the easier one to solve is Devontae Adams, just not mathematically and not if you're Russ Ball. And of course, the final story of the day is Randall Cobb officially joining the Green Bay Packers. The Packers traded a sixth round pick to the Texans and the Texans are paying $3 million of his contract which is amazing and a steal. So it seems that Cobb had to take a pay cut to come and play here, which again, kind of goes back to Aaron Rodgers' point about Preston Smith and about players willing to go here to win championships. It kind of speaks true. I love this deal. You know, Rodgers talked about wanting a slot receiver. I know we talked about this with Amari Rodgers yesterday. They have that connection in which you had Amari Rodgers' dad was the wide receiver coach for Randall Cobb. And I think that this just allows Amari Rodgers to really kind of just develop and sit behind someone that he sees already as a mentor as they're already really close and it'll just help him have a longer and more successful future in the NFL whether or not he gets more or less snaps this year. But that kind of concludes an absolutely insane day. We'll hear from Goody again tomorrow as we continue with training camp. Uh, the first day has been a doozy to say the least, but I'm very curious for what you think. I mean, I am not going to be like on the side of Aaron Rodgers or the front office because I think both of them have great points, but I will be honest and if this is all Aaron Rodgers wants is more input, I think that he has earned that and it's up for the front office to potentially change that. Um, is it fixable? Only time will tell. But how do you feel about the Aaron Rodgers situation? Devontae Adams, are you happy that Cobb is back? Where's Jordy Nelson? Let me know what you think. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout out and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossy. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!